Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnson. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth. We're listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Friday on this 17th day of February 2023. This is part two of a discussion that we began yesterday with my guests, Austin Huggins, preacher and missionary for First Love Ministries, and one of the pastors of First Baptist Church of Baghdad, Florida, and Edward Delcor, a preacher and missionary for First Love Ministries as well, and the president and director of Department of Christian Defense. Today, we are continuing the discussion we began yesterday on the theme, Examining the New Birth, which is also the theme of an upcoming conference, the first annual First Love Ministries conference to be held at the First Baptist Church of Baghdad, Florida, and it's my honor and privilege to welcome you back to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcor. Thank you, Brother Chris. It's good to be back on the line with you. Thank you. Delighted to be here again with you, Chris. And for the sake of our listeners who missed yesterday's show, Austin, please tell us about the First Baptist Church of Baghdad, Florida. Yes, the First Baptist Church of Baghdad is located in Florida, uh, we're in Santa Rosa County, uh, just one town over from Pensacola. Um, we are uh, just a Baptist church here in the area that is going through a reformation. We are uh, just completing, going through the 1689 on Wednesday nights. We're adopting that confession of faith. And we are looking forward to being able to put on a conference addressing, examining the new birth, and really praying that if the Lord wills, we would be able to be a light, not only to the saints here in Baghdad and in Milton, uh, but to the whole of Santa Rosa County, uh, bringing sound doctrine and the biblical gospel. Hmm. Why don't you share the website of that fine church with our listeners? <clears throat> our church website is fbcbagdad.org. Baghdad is spelled without the H, uh, B-A-G-D-A-D, fbcbagdad.org. And Eddie Dalcor, please let our listeners know about the Department of Christian Defense. Department of Christian Defense is a um, apologetic educational Christian educational ministry. <clears throat> um, it's the website is christiandefense.org, christiandefense.org. It's a hub for all kinds of information on different non-Christian religions and groups. 
uh, atheistic groups, um, particularly oneness theology and Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses. And also it provides information on general theological uh, issues. And we have literature that we, we, uh, we offer. Um, we offer some books on the Trinity and oneness Pentecostalism and, and other things and some other sources and references. And that website I happen to have right in front of me, christiandefense.org, christiandefense.org. Now, Austin, if you could pick up the ball here and tell our listeners about the First Love Ministries first annual conference to be held at the church where you serve as one of the pastors in Milton, Florida. Yeah, thanks, Chris. This really is an exciting time. Uh, For anyone who is familiar with First Love Ministries, either through uh, the books and the publications that they receive from our ministry regularly, uh, or through the missionary activity that we do overseas, uh, our drive really is to bring people uh, to the knowledge of Christ, uh, to uh, provoke the church uh, to return to her first love, uh, from which we get the name of the ministry out of Revelation chapter 2, Christ's exhortation to the church at Ephesus. Uh, but this conference here, being the first annual in this region, is going to be addressing examining the new birth. We're going to talk about why regeneration matters. We'll look at the actual doctrine of the new birth. Uh, Dr. Dalcor will be addressing um, the what is not the new birth, for example, baptismal decisional regeneration. Uh, We'll be looking at the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, uh, sermons on revival and awakening, a biblical revival and biblical awakening. Uh, We'll also be looking at uh, regeneration and church history, pastoral ministries, evangelism methodology, everything that getting this right or wrong touches. Uh, The conference will be March 3rd through 5th. We'll have various pastors and speakers and teachers here at First Love uh, coming and pressing into the mystery of the new birth with fresh zeal. Uh, desiring that the churches may be strengthened in this foundational teaching of Christianity. Uh, It is free. The conference registration is free. We will be distributing books and literature that will be free. Saturday's lunch uh, will also be free. Uh, So please go ahead and visit us at firstloveministries.org and sign up for that. Uh, Dr. Dalcor is going to be there as well, and uh, I know he's really excited to be coming in all the way from California. We're looking forward to the fellowship, right, brother? Yes, we are. We are looking forward to the fellowship and all the people coming to hear this very uh, vital to the Christian life and very important um, subject matter that we'll be providing. And awesome. What, what, Topic are you, you hitting specifically? I know we have several different speakers. Well, interestingly, I planned on doing regeneration, revival, and awakening. I know there's a lot of attention to that right now, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, the goal really is to set forth a hope for the church that's based not in the pragmatism or the methodology of the age, uh, but in the biblical and historical reality that God alone brings life. And what does it look like when a people humble themselves before the God of the Bible and look to this uh, great wonder-working miracle of new life? And you can go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org, uh, to get all the details that you need about this conference. And by the way, I want to let our listeners know that if you go to my Facebook page, uh, type in in the search engine of Facebook, Chris Arnzen, A-R-N-Z-E-N, You're going to see where I have an announcement for yesterday and today's interview with my guests. 
You're going to see a very rare photograph. It may be just as rare as a Bigfoot sighting, a Loch Ness monster sighting, or a UFO <laughs> sighting. It's a, it's a photograph that has Eddie Delcor smiling in it. So you might be fascinated <laughs> by that. <laughs> every time I've had... That's hard to find. Every time I've had it in, uh, a photo taken with Eddie Delcor, he looks like he is trying to psych out an arm wrestling opponent. Uh, he's got a look of like motivating me. a look of rage on his face, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe he's just disgusted and embarrassed because he's standing next to me and getting his photo taken with me. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm no. going to give our listeners our email address if you have any questions about this very important topic: examining the new birth. Chris Arnzen at gmail.com. C H R I S A R N Z E N at gmail.com. Give us a first name at least. Your city and state of residence and your country of residence, if you live outside the USA, please only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Let's say you are in a church and you disagree with the church's position on regeneration, and obviously you don't want to identify yourself, call attention to your identity if you're disagreeing with your own church. You might even be a pastor who has, through your own biblical study, uh, you may have come to a different position than than you originally had, a uh, position that may be uh, in disagreement with your other elders, with your denomination. And I understand that you would want to remain anonymous if that is the case as well. Things like that, you may remain anonymous, but please, if it's just a general question about uh, the theology uh, behind the discussion, uh, the scriptural evidence behind what we are saying, uh, or historical uh, accounts of beliefs on this issue, what have you. If it's just a general question, please give us your first name, at least your city and state of residence and your country of residence. Um, perhaps uh, I'll start with uh, Eddie this time. Uh, uh, what do you uh, believe from your own experience as an apologist and what you've witnessed in the church at large? What do you think are some of the most serious misconceptions and errors when it comes to an understanding of regeneration and the new birth? Uh, right. And, I, and I'm even talking about uh, not necessarily cults and the Church of Rome and false world religions. Right. I'm talking about your average evangelical church. Uh, and uh, it seems that something that you already mentioned and something that we were talking about yesterday, uh, decisional regeneration, I think that that may be the, the, the prominent and dominant view amongst modern evangelicals is decisional regeneration. But anyway, pick up. Well, yeah, because psychologically it just kind of makes sense. You know, you do your part, God does his part. You you got to do some. I was in a Bible study. I teach this new Bible study actually in Farmers Market in Los Angeles, and most of the guys are from Calvary Chapel, and they they don't really, you know. I'm I'm I was invited, and they asked me to speak a few times, and they want me to speak a lot. But fact of the matter is, the misconceptions that most um, again, as mentioned, I don't like to use the word most, but too many Christians have such misconceptions as to salvation. Um, and normally, unfortunately, they define it in Roman Catholic terms, unknowingly, just as they define the Trinity in oneness terms, unknowingly, uh, justification in Roman Catholic terms. 
And then when you say, well, biblically speaking, we do, we do see a process. There is an order of salvation. Then they accuse you of, you know, uh, what do you mean a process? You know, we don't believe we're saved by works and all these things. So there's an enormous misconception on that issue. Um, one of the guys at this Bible study said, he was he he got really mad at John MacArthur. He said, "I just don't understand." And all these guys are Calvary Chapel people. He got very upset, and he was conveying his ups, his anger. He said, "John MacArthur said the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism is simply this: Calvinism teaches the sovereignty of God. Arminian teaches uh, teaches the sovereignty of man." No, that's not true. We believe that God is sovereign, but we do have to do our part. <laughs> I'm saying, uh, you know that, but that's what you find. It, this kind of misconception, and when you're dealing with regeneration, what you find is not only is regeneration the normal uh, seems the average Christian thinks. Not only is regeneration a result of your faith, you believe, you you make a decision, and then God rewards you, or God, you know, makes you born again because you made that choice on the basis of what you did. But there's also an enormous misconception on, uh, on the aspects of salvation. For instance, many would see justification as the same thing as regeneration, or election the same thing as justification. Uh, sanctification may be the same thing as the election. So even the points of salvation, there's so many misconceptions. And it, a lot of these folks, and I, I just want to advise a lot of folks that want to try to help people take baby steps because you can't just unload all this doctrine they've never been exposed to and you know and expect them just to get it in you know five microseconds you got to take baby steps on these kind of issues and use scripture don't use philosophy because the scriptures are very clear all these things are delineated in such a clear and cogent way that any literate person can understand these basic truths of what regeneration is what justification is election uh sanctification and um and the other doctrines of salvation and if you could austin pick up uh, with your own comments on this yeah, I, I think we have hit our target if we accomplish uh, just a couple things here in light of the misconceptions that are myriad and that are rampant in all different directions, uh, both to restore the doctrinal integrity of what the new birth is, uh, to distinguish it from what it's not, or whether that is uh conflating justification with regeneration or having a, a, a completely wrong sense of what brings about regeneration like decisionalism or a baptismal regeneration or some human work that makes this go to, to restore the uh, Christocentric, the, the, the grace-centric, the God-centric sovereignty aspect uh, that he makes us willing in the day of his power, the, that the heart of the kings is in the hand of the Lord and like the rivers he turns them whichsoever way he will. Uh, that we're born again, uh, not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, nor of blood, but but of God. Uh, and then on the other side, to to really restore the majesty of the wonder. I mean, when we talk about the new birth, we are literally talking about 
a, a foul creature dead in his trespasses and sins, in rebellion against the God who made him, uh, being clothed in the righteousness of very God himself, uh, made a new creature, the blind seeing, the dead raised to life with new hunger, new desires, uh, with a desire to know Christ and, and to walk and be called a saint, literally a holy one. Uh, this is such a remarkable demonstration of God's creating and, and really recreating power who calls forth light out of darkness that if the people come away from this conference having both been taught and and then granted a view of this miracle that would lend itself to a heart of worship uh, i think we've really uh, accomplished what we desire to do in pushing back against the misconceptions and eddie why is this conversation so important why is a correct understanding of the new birth uh, understanding it rightly, why is it so important when all of us, all three of us know that in spite of sloppy theology, bad theology, uh, those that come to Christ in all truth and reality and, and an authentic conversion takes place, they're going to be born again, they're going to heaven whether or not they understand these things correctly. Uh, there are people that have accused me of uh, being a nitpicker uh, when, I, when I have these discussions on the show. They think that uh, I could be, uh, what I do can be compared to counting the number of angels that could dance on the head of a pen. Uh, you know, wh- <laughs> when there's a whole... Uh, world going to hell who don't know Christ, I'm wasting time uh, picking on other Christians. You know, we could go on and on and on with this, these kinds of attacks and insults by those who think that what we are discussing is trivial. Uh, but why is this important? Are you there, Eddie? He muted himself. <laughs> Sorry. I was eating cookies. Uh, cookies <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very important because the Holy Spirit decided to devote a lot of space to this particular doctrine, Amen. this doctrine that God does. Jesus thought it was very important because that was the first, basically the first words he told Nicodemus. You must be, um, if I can use a synonymous term, you must be regenerated. So it's something that was important to Jesus. It was something that was important to Paul because he writes, he writes about it. It was something important. It was, it was, it was important to the apostle Peter because he writes about it. And it lets us know the riches of his glory in the grace that he gave to us in making us alive. And here it is when he didn't have to, he's not obligated to make anybody alive, but because of his grace, as we read in Ephesians chapter, chapter one, this was according to the kindness of his will, according to his sovereign choice, because all of us were born, all of us in our mother's womb in the zygote stage had, had a total inability guilty with sin. He didn't have to save anyone and we would go to hell rightfully and justfully, but out of his grace and mercy, he made us alive. So I think it's very important because this is an activity of God that he wants us to know because he writes about it over and over and over. And it's the center point in our evangelism when we're, um, when we're preaching, proclaiming the gospel. 
as Jesus proclaimed the gospel to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And then he defines the agent of, of regeneration, the person of the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's a foremost doctrine. Now you're right, Chris. Yeah. You know, we don't hold to doctrinal perfectionism. I don't. I don't hold to, well, you do have to know how many angels can dance in a pin. No. But, uh, you know, doctrinal perfectionism. However, if you want to grow, as the Bible says, to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, growing in knowledge is, is something that we do in our sanctification. This, these are the doctrines that we should know because, Chris, not only will it help us in evangelism, understanding that it's salvation is at the prerogative of God, understanding that people are unregenerate and understanding what that means. We become more effectual in our evangelism. We become more productive and we don't just sit there and give some kind of blood moon prophecy or something. I mean, we're preaching the cross work because we know that men are dead and we know that only God can make them alive. So that's why I think it's very, very important. It's a doctrine of God that he wants us to know about. That's why he writes so much in it about it. And Austin, don't you think that this also goes hand in hand with the very important matter of who we, in our day-to-day lives, identify as a brother or sister in Christ, uh, not only in uh, casual conversations and uh, when we are having uh, opportunities to share time uh, and meals with people, but also the more important matter of who our leaders in our own congregations are to welcome into membership. Uh, these are these are very important issues, aren't they? Absolutely. And um, Dr. Stan Morell will even be talking with pastors during one of our breakout sessions to address the importance of regeneration and the pastoral ministry, uh, a regenerate church membership uh, in particular as well. I mean, but Jude speaks to this. He, he talks about there are certain men who've crept in unaware, before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men. Uh, you know, the, there is a earnest contending for the faith in these things. Uh, the importance of just how paramount this really is. Uh, I think our dear brother, Pastor Osanachi, he's an avid listener of this program in Nigeria. Uh, he, he may be listening right now. Uh, but Pastor Osanachi recently at a conference in Nigeria said, the doctrine of regeneration is a matter of first importance. And I agree with him wholeheartedly, Amen. especially in a nation like Nigeria I think this is exemplified. I think we have a type here to really look at. Uh, If you go to, let's say, the Joshua Project, and you look at the statistics for the nation of Nigeria, it says 51% of the nation is Christian, a slight majority, 51%, with the remaining 49% largely uh, militant Islam. Uh, But if you get there on the ground and you interface with what is called Christianity in the land of Nigeria. Uh, the dominant form of Christianity there is uh, NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, Health, Wealth, Prosperity Gospel, name it and claim it, signs and wonders with apostle and prophet so-and-so uh, raining blessings or cursings down on your head. And when it comes to the cross of Jesus Christ and the gospel, they are largely largely uninformed and even ignorant. For instance, um, 
the blood of Jesus, they will write those words on their cars so that they don't get into car wrecks. They see it as the talisman of protection, wow. much the same way as when you go to a witch doctor, he'll slaughter a chicken, spray its blood on you as a talisman of protection. Well, in their mind, what's more powerful than the blood of a chicken? Ah, oh, the blood of Christ. They don't know the blood is for atonement. They don't know and understand the cross work is for the redemption uh, of sinners from the, the penalty and power and presence of sin. And so there are false brethren uh, everywhere. Even the brethren there at Sovereign Grace Bible Church in Lagos are constantly having to preach the doctrine of the new birth, having to preach the gospel, having to say, you must be born again or you will not enter the kingdom. Because so many people think because they went to a healing crusade that they're entering the kingdom. And that is a one, I don't know if I want to call it a microcosm, but it is at least an example of what we have a variation here. There's religion everywhere in the southeastern United States. There are churches here every 200 feet. Uh, there are so many ideas about what is the gospel. And if you ask them, you'll get 20 different answers. And the reality is there are people who've been in churches for 10, 20, 30, 50 years who are not born again, who are carrying on in grandmother's religion, and we need a wake-up call. This is a matter of first importance. Amen. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Osanachi told me years ago when he first became a listener to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio uh, that the congregation where he serves is the only Reformed Baptist church in Nigeria. I, I could be wrong, but I believe I remember, I'm remembering it correctly, at least back then when he first... Well, brother, I have some good news. At the time of him saying that, he would have been largely correct uh, right now, there are a number of uh, church plants, that so that number may be up to about four or five now, but uh, Pastor Osi's church, along with Pastor Osagi and their elder statesman, Pastor Tony Okoro, the founding pastor, uh, they are the, the oldest, most mature of, of them all, and so the other churches look to them for encouragement and support. They have a lot on their shoulders um, in terms of the work there. Amen. Well, if you're listening, Osanachi, it's been a long time since you've submitted a question to guests on Iron Trump and Zion Radio. I'd love to hear from you, if not today, very soon. We have to go to our first break right now. If you have a question for Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcor on the new birth, our email address is chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence, and your country of residence if you live outside of the good old USA and uh, only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. 
I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. There's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson, I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, on the sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We're devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. 
Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White at the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. 
That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Today at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step-by-step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And Royal Diadem is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio 100% of the profits from any sale of jewelry at royaldiadem.com 
to an Iron Sharp and Zion Radio listener if you mention Iron Sharp and Zion Radio when you make the purchase. So whether you're purchasing something they already have in stock at royaldiadem.com or if you are having a custom-designed piece of jewelry created, such as an engagement ring or turning your church logo, your denomination logo, your seminary logo, your parachurch ministry logo, or anything else that your creativity and imagination can conjure up, turning that into a piece of jewelry, whether it's a pendant for a necklace or a ring or any other piece of jewelry, they are masters at doing this. As I keep telling you, I have seen with my own eyes the absolutely mind-blowing craftsmanship that goes into their custom-designed jewelry. One of the sons of the woman who led me to Christ has a cross pendant for a necklace that has the crown of thorns on it. It is absolutely stunning. And uh, he is always, every time he wears it, getting uh, compliments, raving compliments from strangers and friends alike. And uh, so I, I can vouch for their creativity and their skill at creating these custom design pieces of jewelry. So if you would like to not only bless yourself or someone that you love with a beautiful piece of jewelry and at the same time bless Iron Sharp and Iron Radio, because as I said, we will get 100% of the profits from the sale, please go to royaldiadem.com, royaldiadem.com soon before they pull the plug on this offer. We have no idea how long they're going to be extending this amazing offer to us when listeners to this show purchase jewelry from them. So please go to royaldiadem.com and mention Chris Arnson of Iron Trip and Zion Radio. We are now back with our guests today, Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcour, who are both speakers, among others, at the First Love Ministries' first annual Bible conference on the theme, Examining the New Birth, March 3rd through the 5th at the First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida, where one of my guests, Austin Huggins, is on the pastoral team there. If you have questions, our email address is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, chrisarnzen at gmail.com. We do have Joseph in South Central Pennsylvania who has a question. And maybe I'll have Eddie start because it is on the, one of the themes that Eddie is speaking on at the conference. Uh, Joseph in South Central Pennsylvania said... I have heard differing opinions from Reformed brethren on this question. Are those that believe in baptismal regeneration necessarily lost and have a false gospel? I am always puzzled when I hear Reformed people say that, not that that is a majority of Reformed people, but I have encountered Reformed people that make that claim that to believe in baptismal regeneration negates the possibility you are saved while believing that. And at the same time, I don't know of any Calvinist who denies the salvation of Martin Luther, who also believed in that, or even going back further in history, Augustine, who also believed in that. So I was wondering where you stand on this issue. So Eddie, we'll start with you. Still eating cookies, Eddie? Hello? Yeah. Hello, Eddie. Still muted, brother. <laughs> Sorry. No, this time it was Turkish coffee. Um, <laughs> uh, the answer, yeah, if you look through patristic history, um, 
especially early ones, you'll see the word regeneration. You'll see these kind of words. A couple of things we have to understand. Number one, um, they did not write in English. So some of the concepts do not comport exactly with, to what we mean by regeneration. But in terms of Luther, and I'm not a Lutheran scholar, but in terms of Luther, he is, was an incredibly complex man in terms of his, his writing was incredibly complex. He was capricious. He said things, and he said opposite things later. So it's it's almost impossible to get a clear-cut view on Luther's doctrine of baptism as it relates to regeneration. Of course, the concept of sola fide would contradict any kind of baptismal regeneration. Uh, did Luther work, uh, believe in his in his mind that works was a means of salvation? I would say no, but some of the statements he made could be inferred inferentially at least, um, as a baptismal kind of regeneration view. Again, Luther's writings were complex, so it's hard to get a clear-cut view on Luther. But take it before Luther, there, are, there were many who imply a baptismal regeneration view. Just like today, though, and I, sometimes I equate it like this. First, many of those passages in patristic literature do not teach what um, baptismal regenerationists and Catholics and Eastern Orthodox say they, they teach. Because, again, they're dealing with English language when they, when they read these things. And then they deal with snapshot passages. So they don't, a lot of folks that would have the view that Athanasius and others believed in baptism regeneration will snapshot a verse or a passage, a statement that they said. And then they would not consider the totality of the entire document and in which uh, many times the, the the sense of what he would meant is either interpreted or or revealed. Um, but dealing with with baptismal regeneration, look, if I ask an Arminian, and I'm not one of those who broad brush every single Arminian and say they're, they're just not saved, you would have to, of course, interview. I, I think it's a reckless thing to say. It's alarming their doctrine, to be sure. It's very alarming. But do they actually understand what they're saying when they say? I'm saved through faith alone. But then when you press, you find out that they had to do something. They had to initiate the faith act, which is a, a verb. You know, when you believe, it's not a noun. You know, it's just, it's not something you have. You actively believe. God doesn't believe in your behalf. So if you say you're saved by faith alone, many, many would would point out that Faith is the cause of regeneration. And I would say, no, it's not the cause. It's, it's instrumental. We know this in Romans 5.1 and other places. In fact, there's nowhere grammatically where the prepositions denote um, on the phrases, say, justified by faith, justified through faith, upon faith, all these phrases that the apostle uses, not one of them grammatically show that faith was the actual cause. I think it would be a dia and accusative, not uh, anywhere is that shown, but it's all instrumental. Faith is the instrument. However, and here's the point. You can be confused. Um, the same kind of confusion I hear from Christians who really give a mushy, horrible definition of the Trinity. Now, I'm not going to say they're unsaved because they're, and here's the point. There, there is a difference, as I see, from, say, an Armenian who believes we're saved by faith, but yet I had to do something in order for God to make me alive, in order for God to regenerate me. Of course, if you press that, that's, that's not really alone. 
God saving you alone because he had to do something, the faith act. But there is a difference between that and a Roman Catholic saying we are not saved by faith alone. You must do works such as baptism and other meritorious works in order to be saved. So there is a difference from someone being confused on justification, regeneration, the order, what reprobation is, and so on and so forth, or, or, or on the Trinity, have a horrible definition. Difference between that and that person, because he has not been adequately taught, and the person, like a Roman Catholic or a Oneness Pentecostal, saying, we are not saved by faith, or there is no Trinity, and I reject it. See, there is a difference. Yes. That's how I see right. it. Yes, and of course, when you're talking about Rome and you're talking about the cults, it's not just one thing that uh, is added to faith. It, it's a perpetual treadmill of yeah. o- obedience that uh, maintains your salvation in their mind. Whereas Lutherans seem to be, and I know it's oxymoronic, they seem to be right on the money with justification by faith alone, and yet at the same time believe in baptismal regeneration. It's a mystery. I can't understand right. it. Right. I know it's often explained uh, by Lutherans with whom I've had conversations that uh, we are just supposed to teach uh, whatever the Bible uh, claims or declares, and we're not to be over overwhelmed by trying to understand these things that appear to be in conflict. That's basically what I've heard uh, in, in my own words of explaining how they react uh, to these uh, issues that, that seem to be um, uh, a baffling issue. <laughs> I mean, because it does seem to contradict all of the uh, exactly the, the solas, especially mm-hmm. sola fide. But uh, any uh, and other... It, co- go ahead. And as we talked about, I, I believe it was in the Missouri articles, um, it talks about, um, I don't, I'm not quoting verbatim, if you haven't been baptized and, you know, that's your intention or, or you get, you die early, um, you, you're still saved if you put your faith in Christ, you know, but it's important to be baptized. You're talking you know, about it, the Missouri. So they, you're, you're, Missouri, yeah. And, and so you, you have statements like that. And a lot of times, I, I don't have to be complex when I read scripture. I mean, I don't have to look for way out a way out of faith alone. You know, I don't have to look. Look, I we you brought up Chris. You brought up a Church of Christ person. I had a debate with the Church of Christ theologue slash pastor, whatever he was. It was a written debate, and um, he actually said that baptism was not a work. And he pointed to John six. You know, the work. What are the works of God and all these things? But um, he actually thought. And in his mind, that baptism was not a work, it was an act of faith. But of course, hey, I was baptized. I remember standing up and holding my nose and walking up to the tank and and putting my hair in back of me and doing all, you know, saying a string of words. And then he... You started holding your nose before you even walked up to the tank? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was receipt of First Baptist Church. But I remembered, of course it's a work. I had to walk up those stairs. I had to hold my breath. I had to shake the water out of my head, hair and and head. Yeah, that's a work. That's anything that requires energy. Grammatically speaking, even in, in our language, anything that requires ergon or energy, right? You could be sleeping and you're still doing something that requires energy you're breathing any and paul says literally we are not saved 
by righteous energies that we do. We're not saved by energy. We're saved by faith alone. The in- instrument, faith alone. And let's, and I'll have Austin pick up when we return from our midway break. We have to go to our midway break right now. Uh, please be patient with us, folks, because the midway break is always longer than the other breaks because Grace Life Radio, 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida, requires of us a longer break in the middle of the show because the FCC requires of them to localize geographically all of their programming, including Iron Sharpens Iron, to Lake City, Florida. They do so by airing their own public service announcements and other local things in the middle of our show, while we simultaneously, on the other hand, air our globally heard commercials. So please use this time wisely. Try to respond to as many of our advertisers as you can using the contact information in their commercials. And we hope that that often means you will purchase their products, use their services, support their parachurch organizations, and visit their churches. But when you can't do any of those things, please at least do something every one of you can do. If you love this show and you're grateful that there are those out there who share their wealth with us so that we can remain on the air, if you're really thankful for that, then thank our advertisers for sponsoring the show. That's a very simple thing that anybody listening can do. And that should go a long way in keeping our advertisers happy and wanting to renew their contracts. So thank our advertisers if you are indeed thankful and grateful that they keep the show on the air. And also send in your questions to Austin Huggins and Eddie Dalcor to chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence. And your country of residence. Don't go away. We'll be right back. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. There's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson, I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. 
How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen and Edward Jones Financial Advisor can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com. Or call 717-258-4688. 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today. such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com that's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com or call 678-954-7831 that's 678-954-7831 if you visit tell them Joe Riley an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener from a tie in County Kildare, Ireland sent you Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnzen and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. 
This is a day of great spiritual compromise. And yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer and in finances. I'm pleased to do so and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com. When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Pastor Nate Pickowitz of Harvest Bible Church in Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rich Jensen of Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Sule Prince of Oakwood Wesleyan Church in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor John Sampson of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck Volo of New Life Community Church in Kingsville, Maryland, And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Steve Herford of Eastport Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Roy Owens, Jr. of the Church at Friendship in Hockley, Texas. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB and tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com, that's nasbible.com to place your order. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. 
Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. 
We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And if you want to pick up a book from solid-ground-books.com that is actually uh, reflecting what we are discussing today, uh, A.W. Pink's Genuine Salvation, which is a collection of the best writings of Arthur W. Pink on salvation, uh, are available from solid-ground-books.com, as well as a multitude of other books from the past and present dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our current day, including such modern-day authors as my dear friend for many years, Dr. James R. White of Alpha Mega Ministries. So go to solid-brown-books.com today, purchase frequently, purchase generously, and always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Before I return to my guests, Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcor, on our discussion on examining the new birth and our promotion of the upcoming First Love Ministries first annual conference on the same theme in Milton, Florida. I have some very pressing issues to share with you. First of all, if you love this show, folks, and you don't want it to disappear from the airwaves, I'm urging you please to go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click click to donate now. You can donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you prefer snail mail, the old-fashioned way of sending a physical check to a physical address, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensironradio.com. If you want to advertise with us, whether it's your church, your business, your private practice like a law firm, like a medical practice, uh, or it's just a special event that you want to promote, well, please send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. We are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in need of your donations. And the donations have plummeted uh, ever since COVID and the hysteria that followed it and the mandates that shut down and even ruined and closed permanently some businesses which has reflected in our audience uh, giving far less than we used to receive from our listeners. We've never bounced back from that, so please help us. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. And remember, folks, never give your own church where you are a member less money than you are accustomed to giving them every Lord's Day in order to give us a financial gift. Never cut into those finances that you have set aside to give to your local church. Please never do that. And also, if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, please wait until you are back on your feet and more stable financially before you send us a financial gift. Those two things are commands of Scripture to provide for your church and provide for your family, and providing for my radio show is obviously not a command of God. But if you love the show, you have extra money in the bank collecting interest, you have extra money in the bank for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes. You love the show and you don't want it to go away. Share some of that money with us so that we can remain on the air. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. Also, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, biblically faithful, theologically sound, doctrinally solid church like 
of the First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida. Well, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put, I need a church in the subject line. I have extensive lists of faithful churches spanning the globe, and I have helped many people all over the world find good, solid churches, sometimes even within just a couple of minutes from where they live, and that may be you too. So send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put, I need a church in the subject line. Also, folks, I want to remind you, if you're a man in ministry leadership, I am having the next Iron Sharp and Zion Radio Pastors Luncheon, absolutely free of charge, at Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania. Not only will you be fed physically and enjoy a wonderful time of fellowship with men in the ministry, you're going to hear uh, an absolutely wonderful message, I'm sure, from my dear friend, Dr. William Webster, who is a Banner of Truth author, and also uh, Pastor David T. King of Christ Church in Katy, Texas. And not only are they going to be uh, speaking at my luncheon, but they are also conducting a three-day Bible conference on the three days following the luncheon in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, at the Grace Bible Fellowship Church. But uh, if you want to register for either of those events or both of those events, the first event, the luncheon, is for men and ministry leadership only. The second, the three-day Bible conference, is open to everyone, men, women, and children. Just send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com, and put luncheon and uh, put conference or both in the subject line. And uh, also, don't forget about the conference that we are discussing during this uh, interview, Examining the New Birth, which is the First Love Ministries' first annual Bible conference in Milton, Florida, being held at the church where my guest Austin Huggins serves on the pastoral team. That's March 3rd through the 5th. And if you want more details on that where you could register for free, go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org. Last but not least, folks, uh, the, the G3 conference, which is coming up in September, uh, that you have been hearing advertised every single day uh, with ads voiced by my dear friend, Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. Uh, I'm urging you all to, to uh, go to this mind-blowing, wonderful, beneficial conference uh, I have never been to a G3 conference where I didn't leave there absolutely and thoroughly and delightfully blessed. I have had an exhibitor's booth there that I have manned every year. I think this is the seventh or eighth, perhaps, G3 conference I've attended in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, so I am hoping that many of you will join me at this conference uh, and guess what? As the ads say, you're going to get 30% off the registration fee if you use the promo code G3ISIR. Now, there's been a contest going on with all of the media outlets, including Iron Trump and Zion Radio, that have been promoting this. I was very disappointed that although we beat Sermon Audio and the number of registrations we got, there were at least five other media outlets that beat us in regard to the number of registrations. Uh, so far, uh, of which I'm aware, we only have 27 people who registered for the G3 conference through Iron Trepanzine Radio. So please, I'm urging you, 
uh, to register at g3men.org, g3men.org. And they have a huge lineup of speakers. And uh, as I said, you are going to be thoroughly blessed at this event. Uh, they expect 7,000 people, again, in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, this is going to help further ensure that G3 Ministries keeps renewing their advertising every year for this event. So I hope that I don't hear bad news next year that they're not going to advertise because they have found out that we didn't get them enough registrations. So please go to g3men.org, g3men.org, and register for this conference, which is being held this September. And uh, the lineup is huge, including Dr. James R. White and Vody Balcom and Paul Washer and many others. So uh, I hope to see you there in September at the G3 conference. Now, if you want to join us on the air with a question for Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcor about examining the new birth, send us an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com. And Austin Huggins, if you could pick up where Eddie left off, we were answering a question by Joseph in South Central Pennsylvania who uh, disagrees with uh, a, at least a, a handful of Reformed folks. He said that in his experience, it's not the majority but there are some Reformed folks who, who totally discount the genuineness of somebody's salvation if they believe in baptismal regeneration, even if everything else they believe is correct. And uh, I was wondering where you stand on that as well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm in agreement, clearly, with uh, what Dr. Dalcor's perspective is there. Uh, like he, I'm not particularly a... Uh, a devoted student of Martin Luther in terms of all of his writings. Uh, there is a, if, I guess if you want to call it an analogy of Luther's faith, you know, sola fide really was the cry of his ministry. Uh, it's really why he had such issues uh, when misunderstanding the book of James uh, and uh, the statements there regarding works and his uh, fury against uh, what he thought was a statement worthy of, uh, I wish I could throw Jimmy in the stove at one point in the side note columns when he was wrestling with that. Um, I, I think uh, the soul of a man is a deep well, according to Scripture, in terms of where he might be confused and uh, wrongly identifying definitions to words. And while I cannot broad brush uh, the, the broad spectrum, I can definitively say, uh, based on the scriptures, if a man or a woman is placing their trust, their salvific trust, upon a work they are doing, however they define that, and they are not uh, trusting in Christ by faith alone, in Christ alone, then at the core and the essence of what is salvation uh, they have stepped outside uh, and, and are guilty of what uh, Paul warns in the opening chapter in the book of Galatians, uh, having been turned aside to works, uh, trusting in works, faith in works, faith in something that you do, and whether that is an act of baptism or trusting in your decision or some other thing, uh, we can put a, a clear line there. I don't know if, Dalcor, you want to accentuate or liberate <clears throat> or whatever you'd like to do. Um. um... No, I I think we we said enough on that on that topic, and again, there is a difference between reject, rejecting sola fide and being confused with it. And so, you know, even within church 
patristic literature, sometimes, you know, they, they were got, they were men like us, you know, and some, some of them were very smart. Some of them were not so smart. And, um, you, you mentioned James and Luther. And of course he, one of the pe- things that are misunderstood with Luther and not to belabor this point on Jane, on the book of James, it's not that he saw it as non canonical. He saw it as non apostolic, but then later he talked about, he actually gave some praises to James and he included it in his German Bible. Right. Um, so like I said, when you're evaluating church history, here's what, here's, here's the bottom line. Church patristics and church history is never a valid hermeneutic to interpret the Bible. Amen. Yeah, we just use those things as we use uh, and make use of and benefit from any teacher uh, where they are uh, correctly exegeting the scriptures, but we don't hold, <coughs> hold them with any higher authority or even on an equal right. authority to the scriptures themselves. Uh, and right, uh, and right. in fact, uh, that's why even Reformed people who share our convictions have to be very careful not to be guilty of hero worship where they believe in something just because somebody from history is their favorite teacher. Uh, and it could even be a, a modern-day uh, teacher or right. preacher. And uh, and please, my dear Presbyterian friends, do not be insulted by this. But I have met uh, quite a number of people, more than I care to admit, who uh, changed their view from credo baptism, the the understanding that baptism is for repentant believers alone and not infants. They have changed their view to accept infant baptism who and they've actually told me now I'm not saying this is the majority of people don't misunderstand me but on a number of occasions in my own experience people have told me that the reason that they switched to infant baptism was how could Calvin be wrong how could uh, uh, George Whitfield be wrong uh, how could John Owen be wrong? And how could Jonathan Edwards be wrong? And on and on and on. And then they weren't using the Bible to defend their their change of heart on the issue. So I'm just saying that even we who are Calvinists have to be very careful about hero worship. I, I have a, a dear friend in Northern California, Dr. William Downing. He's a uh, he's yes. Baptist reformer. He, yeah, what's that? I just said yes. He's been on the program. In fact, I want to get him back on. He's a you know he works with us and um, he's part of our organization. He's retired as pastor, but what a phenomenal uh, exegete! And he's written just a vast amount of books on hermeneutics. And a uh, humble that, man as well. Actually, very humble, very funny too. If you know him, he's just a funny guy. <laughs> I did a, several conferences with him, um, and I know his son. But uh, it's funny because one of his favorite. He, he's Baptist. Don't call him Reformed, though. He'll get offended. He'll say, we were before the Reformation. You know, he said, you know, the Baptist. But um, he, uh, he, one of his favorite commentaries or systematic theologies is Robert Raymond. It's one of his favorites. Of course, he disagrees on, on, on papal baptism, but that's one of his favorites, uh, favorite uh, systematic theologies. And it, this, his systematic theology is... is Fantastic, but it's really funny. Um, I was talking to Dr. Downey about that about that issue, about that systematic theology and Robert Raymond. Um, I like what Spurgeon said. He said, "You know, we can't let a, we can't let the water divide the brethren." 
you know, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, that's right. You know, I was telling Austin, um, uh, some of these issues on, I mean, I don't, the only, I, the only thing that we're going to teach on the conference, baptism will come up in refuting the idea that you must do the work of baptism in order to be justified. I call it, we call it baptismal regeneration. I also call it baptismal justification. These views are held by church of Christ, um, Roman Catholicism and other, other groups. And I think it should be um, uh, pointed out. Number one, the importance of baptism biblically, it, it is important to show and, and it, it was a sign. It was a sign of the seal, of the covenant of grace. And there, there's all the unification you have with, with uh, actually, which is the primary meaning, the unification or identification you have um, with the person you're being, uh, in which you're being baptized. It was a unification ceremony. But um, we're going to point out that although it's very important, just like the two sacraments in Scripture in the New Testament, as with the Lord's Supper, but it's not a means of uh, or a cause of justification. So on my topic, we'll, we'll go through that. And um, also we'll go through decisional regeneration. And Austin promised that I wouldn't get kicked out if I talk about that. And I will, will mention that the... <laughs> Why on <laughs> earth would you prayer. be kicked out of a reformed conference for speaking against decisional regeneration? Because not everyone's reformed. It's a vast amount of people that are coming, that's why. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you're yeah. talking about yeah. the that's audience. That's why it's going to be so exciting. In the, in the audience. It, it really is. In the, yeah, yeah, because... You know, Paul preached a number of times, and he got carried out by a few mobs, you know, and they were a mixed multitude. You know, I, we have the opportunity, as I was saying at a different part in the program, we have a real opportunity to draw on people's blackboards, perhaps either for the first time or within a clearly uh, biblically expounded way, articulate doctrines that they've never heard before. There are going to be quite a number of Reformed brethren who are dyed in the wool and they know the scriptures. They understand uh, biblical justification. And for them, this is really going to serve as a powerful uh, reorientation to consider the miracle of the new birth in, in the positive context of what it is, uh, what has the Lord done in us, how do we be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Uh, and in the other sense, you're sounding a clear note. You're, you're raising the trumpet uh, of, of God's gospel of grace in such a way where you see the miracle of it in real time declared in the scriptures. And for a lot of people, this is going to open up uh, a lot of discussion points that hitherto uh, they have not been introduced to. So you have, you know, Paul Washer opened up uh, his 10 indictments with this statement one time. I thought it was great. He said, I know we have Calvinists here, we have Arminians, and all sorts of strange animals in between. And, uh, you know, in the wide array of what you find down here in the South, I, I can't think of a more fitting uh, banner uh, over which the those who are in attendance will probably be. Uh, as all these things are addressed in the positive, um, our goal is to be, uh, rather than dive off into every possible wrong minutia or wrong expression uh, of those doctrines, uh, we want to positively affirm from the scriptures definitively what is the new birth in all of its glory. There will be two Q&A panels uh, for those who are coming at the end of Saturday uh there will be, after the final session, uh, an hour Q&A. All the speakers will, will be there. We'll be taking questions throughout 
so if you're coming to the conference, uh, you'll certainly be given an opportunity to ask questions, uh, whether it's something you heard in the conference itself, whether it's something you've heard myself or Dr. Dalcor here talk about and you want to drill in deeper. Um, for those who are coming in from out of town and uh, they need a, a church to be at for that Lord's Day, um, there will be another Q&A panel after the Lord's Day service as well for any remaining questions. So there will be plenty of opportunities besides the breakout sessions to actually talk and, and go in further detail on a number of these issues. And that website, again, is firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org, to find out more of the details about the conference and also to register for free. And uh, you were just about to say something, Eddie? Yeah, I was going to ask Austin, how how many speakers in total will be there? Yeah, thanks, brother. Uh, Two, four, six, eight. I scroll down real quick. We have eight speakers in total. Uh, Beside you and me, we have Dr. Paul Nelson. Uh, we have Dr. Stan Morell, Pastor Stephen Ringel, my co-elder. We have Dr. Johnny White, uh, Brother Tom Smith, and Pastor Joe Jackowitz. And Joe Jackowitz is going to speak Sunday morning at the church. Yeah, he'll be addressing the great. indwelling power of the Holy Spirit and the marks of the new birth that Sunday morning. Amen. Oh, great, that's, great. That's great news. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a question from uh, a mutual friend of all of ours, uh, Timothy Oliver. I usually don't give a full name of the listener, <laughs> but Timothy Oliver of JesusIsCreator.org, uh, Christian Soldier Ministries. Uh, he says, Dr. William Downing, and for those of you who tuned in late, uh, uh, Eddie Delcor was just mentioning this great man of God. Uh, Dr. William Downing disagreed with Robert Raymond on the end of Romans 7. Please have Eddie explain in further detail <laughs> yeah um actually funny you know if you read romans 7 i think for what is it 14 through 24 when paul just goes into these the words he used with what i want to do i can't do because of sin you right. know it's, it could be a tongue twister and and there's a debate there's a debate amongst reformed people whether he right. is talking about a, a saved Post person pre, or lost right, person right right uh, one, one note before I address that, when I was on this athletic ministry, a good friend of mine who Austin used to, um, they came to Austin's town and he assisted him, Mike Hagan. He had dyslexia and he was one of the leaders of the team I was on. And when we would, Sunday morning, we're all suit and tie and, and we would give messages. He would give a message and he had some message on that. And since it was hard for him to read it, he, no matter what church we were at, he would say, uh, Eddie, could you come up and I want you to read these passages. You know, but um, yeah, it could be a tongue twister. Yeah, the two views are is Paul talking about the two basic views because there is another view, but the two basic views is Paul talking about his pre-conversion, um, or is Paul talking about post-conversion and the struggle he has as a Christian? And you have t- you have great guys on both sides. You really do. You have the majority. Uh, the, and- the majority that I know of are saying that Paul is speaking about himself present tense. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of folks who, who would hold to that, but also you have uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, you have uh, Douglas, you have Moo, you have a whole lot who do not hold to that position, but it is somewhat a Reformed tradition. If you look at the Reformers, they, they look at Paul's present life, but you have, t- you have two views. Yeah, Dr. Downing held to the uh, um, probably a majority view that um, uh, it, Paul's speaking about his, his life as a Christian. Um, I mean, I want it to be that view because it, it, you know, it makes sense. But there, there's problems on both views. In fact, 
anyone who says it's just cut and dry and it's simple dimple, um, I would suggest for them really to look at the linguistics, uh, not only the words, but the context. For instance, Paul talks about that, uh, that he's in bondage to sin. Now, he just used that phrase, and when he does use that phrase, he's talking about pre-converted. So that's one of the problematic words or phrases that Paul uses. And there, there's other things, but yet Paul uses present tense, tenses in the verbs. Um, as Daniel Wallace said, here's, here's how difficult it is to actually exegete a, you know, to come to some kind of, which you can, I think it's impossible to come to a, a categorical decision. <clears throat> that's why you have both views by a whole lot of good guys. Um, Daniel Wallace said, of, now he was a, He's one of the standards on Greek grammar. Of course, his area is textual criticism, but you know he wrote several books on Greek grammar, which are standards and seminaries. And he said this about those passages. He said, if there's a set of passages in the Bible that bother me most, it are, it's these. Because both sides, it's problematic. And there's, he even posits another view that Paul's talking about man in general. But um, it's problematic on both sides. And... Um, you know, I guess we won't know categorically, right, until uh, hopefully, Lord wills, until uh, we're in glory. In fact, I think that Douglas Moo was involved in a friendly collegiate debate at a John Bunyan conference I attended years ago in Pennsylvania, New Ringgold, Pennsylvania, on this issue because there was there were men on the speaking roster who had the different views, uh, so there was some disagreement. And uh, I remember finding it quite fascinating. Uh, we have Susan Margaret in Dauphin County, Pennsylvania. And Susan Margaret asked, don't you think that whether or not we can view someone as a brother and sister in Christ and whether or not their claimed experience of the new birth is genuine is also something very important if God does bring revival in a particular region at a particular time to whether or not to know whether or not this revival is a true or false one. In other words, the fruits of the well, revival. Yeah, is the question, just so I understand, is it important to discern the fruit of a revival, whether it's legitimate or not? Yeah, I believe what she is asking is since we are talking about examining the new birth, obviously we're talking about uh, how do we discern whether we ourselves are truly born again or the others around us are, and none of us obviously uh, have the mind of God to determine uh, someone that we know in, infallibly whether they are Christian or not, but there are certain things that would, yeah. that would be litmus tests and so if, if there is a revival or something that is identified by many people as a revival, let's say in Milton, Florida, where you are, uh, and when you're looking at what is actually happening, whether or not these people are manifesting genuine fruits of the new birth is very important as to whether or not you would consider it a revival or, at all or counterfeit uh, experience these people are having. Well, of course, and just for context, you know, we're one county over from Pensacola where the famous or oh, yeah. perhaps infamous Brownsville revival took place 
awesome. uh, several uh, decades ago. You know, uh, whether or not we discern truth, uh, yes, that is, uh, of course, very important. We are called to test the spirits, to test the message, to test fruit. Uh, no, the, the, the question is, you know, do we know infallibly these things? You know, of course not. There is a sense in which uh, we are left at times to uh, not judge before the time. Uh, but when fruit is clear, like our master said, you will know a tree by its fruit. You know, firstly, we look at our own lives and, you know, do, do we bring forth fruit, meat for repentance? You know, is there a, a fear of God? Is there a hunger for his word? Or is there conformity to the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, even a righteous man stumbles seven times a day. Uh, but Paul says, you know, I have not yet apprehended that which I've been apprehended for, but forgetting that which is behind, I, I press on towards the high mark and the high call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, and, and in terms of a, a larger setting, you know, I, I know this is a big and topic, especially right now with uh, what's going on out there, and uh, I believe it's Kentucky, um, and I don't want to segue too hard here, uh, but if a gathering of this kind is not attended by uh, the scriptures, sound teaching, if the fruit of it is not a deepening of the fear of God, if the fruit of it is not a deepening of the knowledge of Christ and the gospel, if man is not becoming more aware of his the exceeding sinfulness of his sin, if there's not a, a, a sense of holiness, for instance, when uh, the prophet Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, I mean, that's as in the presence of the Spirit of the Lord as I think you can be. Uh, he was immediately struck with his own sinfulness. He says, Woe is me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Uh, one of the first fruits of true revival are, are the fruits of repentance. Uh, and without the fear of the Lord, without... Uh, a deepening of the knowledge of Christ, uh, of his word, of the scriptures, of, of, of some degree of purity that testifies to the spirit of truth within it. Uh, I mean, it's amazing what the flesh can do, what emotions can do, uh, the high people can experience, even at perfectly secular conferences and, and uh, you know, concert events, people, you know, in tears and, and shaking. The externals in and of themselves are not what we're looking for. We're looking for the, these spiritual markers, and Scripture does give us them, I believe. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add, Brother Dalcor. No, you you uh, you said it all. Unfortunately, tradition or emotion can motivate bad doctrine. You know, because if you're motivated and emotionally high, you know, you're just gonna. You know, I, I've always made that point. People like the 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 cruise ship director pastor. Yeah. You know, a guy in the revival who look, he really is a carnival barker, but they like that, you know, the good looking guy and the skinny jeans and all that, you know, which I don't mind, but it's, it's always, it seems to always be attached to really bad doctrine. And we know that, and we're going to deal with this at the, at, at our, our conference dealing with, um, with defective altar calls and why, mm -hmm. you know, how that came, emerged. And the difference between some of the revivals of Jonathan Edwards and Whitfield and so on and so forth, the differences in doctrine and the emotionalism on the other side uh, promulgated by Charles Finney and just promulgating the idea that Romans 10.9 is, is some kind of sinner's prayer and all these things. 
So, um, you know, and it's used today. You know, these passages are used today. Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock, is normally used at evangelical uh, revivals, even though it has nothing. It's not an evangelical passage. It's a promise to us that Jesus is always knocking on our door. He wants more of us. Same with Matthew 7, 7 through 8. This is to Christians. Um, Revelation 3.20 is to Christians, the Church of Laodicea. But they're always misused as much as uh, Jeremiah 29.11. We're going to deal with all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just excited because of this conference. Each one of us has these, even though the whole topic centers on uh, the new birth and regeneration, what that is and so on and what it's not. Um, all of us have different topics and it, it's a wide variety of what you're going to, what the listeners going to hear. I think it'll, it's going to be super beneficial and um, I'm excited about being part of it. I'm excited about the subject matter. I'm excited about uh, Paul, hearing Paul Nelson and Stan Merle and Joe. Oh, and you and absolutely. It's going to be great. It's gonna be I'm great. really looking forward to it, brother. And, you know, we've been working together for years now, and it's always the, the fellowship is sweet, and I love it. Uh, you know, and I couldn't help as you were bringing up uh, Whitfield and Wesley. You know, Chris, if your listeners are not familiar with uh, – the Life and Times by George of, of George Whitfield by Arnold Dalimore. I would highly commend that. Uh, it is a big yes. read. It's large, two volumes. I was informed by a local uh, reform brother that there is a, a slimmed down version of it also available. Uh, but in there, it details a lot of the uh, what took place in that 17th century revival. And you know, it was it was interesting between Whitfield and Wesley and the doctrinal you know issues that he eventually emerged. Um, and and kind of dominated some of their relationship. You saw within Wesley's side, uh, not that the spirit was not moving, not that there was not true regeneration. Uh, even you know Whitfield did testify to that. But Wesley ran into some serious issues when the enemy began to make these emotional uh, aspects of his work a, a larger priority than it ought to have been. And uh, the whether it was the enemy counterfeiting it or the flesh counterfeiting it, they ran into a number of very serious issues. And inevitably, Whitfield, uh, rightfully so, had to write a serious letter regarding the doctrine. Yes, and I would urge everybody listening to go to cvbbs.com, who sponsor this show, Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com, and you could order the biography of George Whitfield by Dalimore there. And you could also get... Uh, a book that definitely involves exactly what we are discussing right now. Uh, absolutely superb book by Ian H. Murray, Revival and Revivalism, published by yes. Ban- published by Banner of Truth. It really is in the majority a contrast between true and false revival and true and false uh, evangelists of revival. Asahel Nettleton being a truly uh, born-again believer with sound doctrine, and Charles Finney being a very suspect mm-hmm. individual with a false gospel and false revivals, which Ian uh, describes as revivalism. And this is like nearly 500 pages. you got to get a hold of it if you don't oh. have it already. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, that's a Banner of Truth book, and go to cvbbs.com. They carried it there. We're going to our final break. If you have a question, please send it in now because we're rapidly running out of time. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. Don't go away. 
James White of Alpha and Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor Booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. 
We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try it, TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Armson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com. For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, Visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnzen is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. 
They go to various churches, schools and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I've been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reformed Baptist Church, go to hopereformed.com. Li.net. That's Hope Reformed Li.net. Or call 631 696 5711. That's 631 696 5711. Tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Quorum, Long Island, New York that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please.
please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. Welcome back. I've just been informed that there is another reason why you should try your best to attend First Love Ministries' first annual Bible conference in Milton, Florida, March 3rd through the 5th, is that Richard Homeris and Bobby Hamlin, who are on staff at First Love Radio, who is live streaming this program as we speak, They are going to be in attendance at the conference talking about the outreach of First Love Radio, and they'll be conducting on-site interviews there as well. So just make sure you go to register for free at firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org. Now I'll have each of you men uh, just basically summarize in no more than a minute and a half Uh, what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners today in regard to the topic and the conference. We'll start with Eddie Delcor. I hope he's not eating cookies. And then we'll go to Austin Huggins. (laughs) They were healthy. (laughs) Um, um, I I think it's going to, this conference, um, as with a lot of conferences that deal with essential doctrine, I think it's going to be very beneficial for those who want to go further in their study, further in their knowledge of who God is in terms of how he uh, relates to his people and how he relates to uh, the unregenerate as well. And I think it will uh, enormously increase uh, exegetical skill because we need people to go out around the world, but we need the right people with the right message to evangelize. And one of the themes in this conference, first, we're, of course, we're all on the same page on this. One of the main themes in this evangelistic conference is that we're saved by God alone. It is God alone who regenerates. It is God alone who justifies. It is God alone who glorifies. And thank God that he uses us as means to evangelize, to proclaim the cross work of Christ. So this um, uh, revival will also disambiguate a lot of the false notions and, and bad doctrines that people have and the confusion between justification and regeneration and all these things. So I'm looking forward to it. I personally know uh, most of the speakers. I'm looking forward to, for myself, to hear. And I will say as a teacher, as a speaker, that we're always, and I can speak for Austin and the others, it's always a benefit to us when we teach, when we preach. It's always a benefit to us. We receive the benefit at, um, uh, over and over and over every time we teach, every time we... The most encouraging thing for me is to watch people write notes down. It's just awesome. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. I'm looking forward to um, getting together with a lot of friends I haven't seen for a while. And I'm mainly looking forward to communicate the word of God, communicate the word of God in this, these and this particular subject matter. And Austin, you got about a minute. Yeah, if I could just leave one statement clearly ringing in the ears of your listeners, you must be born again. 
That statement comes to those of Muslim background, of atheistic background, of Catholic background, or even Baptist church attendance, 50 years background. Uh, your history, uh, all that you are, all your works, none of these things will avail at the judgment. You must be born again. If you are not born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. If you're not born again, you will not enter. Please join us March 3rd through 5th as the various pastors and teachers at First Love Ministries press into the great mystery of this regeneration with fresh zeal so that we can be strengthened in these truths. Uh, please uh, remember it, the conference is free. Conference registration is free. There are free books, free literature, free materials. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, the, the lunches will be included. Uh, we look forward to those who will attend and we look forward to being able to not only answer questions, but to strengthen the unity and the fellowship of the churches in the sound doctrine and in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And register at firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank everybody who listened. I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner. Have a very blessed, safe, happy joyful and healthy weekend and Christ-honoring Lord's Day.